We the GamerCast is brought to you by Patreon support at patreon.com slash make us better. And I want to thank all of our executive producers, like our platinum executive producer, Mr. Corey Hicks, at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18, our gold executive producer, Mr. Mark Moody, Edwin Callow, Josh Bloodborne Borboni, Mike BC, and Panache Malloy, and all of our executive producers, Devin Tyus, Kyle Hyman, Brandon Myers, Tony Hutchinson, Donnie Reese, Stephen Iafrady, Carol Underwood, Dante Bellini Jr., Kevin Austin, Tammy Ryan, Robert Miller, Tim Alf, and David Ray. Thank you guys so much, and if you would like to become a supporter at patreon.com slash is better it helps support psvg and warp whistle gaming and nintendo nostalgia and by the way nintendo shack just got their own feeds because of you guys now let's get on with the show Sean Capri, welcome to episode 174 of We The Gamer Cast. It comes to you on iTunes and Google Play and motherlovingyoutube.com slash we the nerdy every single Monday. Thank you for being here, rating us on iTunes and all the good things, giving the thumbs up, leaving comments. Even if your comment is just, I'm leaving a comment, that helps, I think. Uh, thank you for supporting at patreon.com slash make us better. And um, if you're not supporting over there, be really grateful. I would be grateful and it would be great. If you guys <laughs> rate us on iTunes, rate the show on iTunes, it helps grow and reach new audiences. And for uh, the first time in a little while, I feel like uh, I really want you to do that. I really want to grow. I really to grow the show and reach and reach a new audience. I've been um, we're going to get to my chat with uh, with Brock McLaughlin in a second. But actually, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with uh, usually strangers from the Internet, sometimes very good friends. And if you want to be on the show, tweet at me. I'm at Sean Capri, Sean, like Connor Capri, like the pants. Okay. I needed to get that out of the way. Um, right now, it's Saturday. It's middle of the afternoon on Saturday. And actually, if you're watching the video, like, I'm a mess. Like, I don't even have my glasses on. I look like a disaster. My hair's all weird and stuff. And I just felt like I needed to sit down at the computer and just kind of talk. I was going to pull out a book and write some things down. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get some stuff off my chest a little bit. I've been feeling a little bit off lately. I was just messaging Luke Laura, feeling a little bit off in terms of content. I feel like my... like. Work is great. I just spent a week in the United States with my good friends, uh, Bobby and Andrew and Jams, and we had a great time at Nintendo World. You guys can listen to If We Ran Nintendo for, for a whole story on that. Um, so like life couldn't be better. Lincoln is incredible. I mean, he's sick as hell, but I, like that's life. Uh, but with content, I have definitely been feeling a little bit off lately, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Uh, I was going to like write things down just, but I'm like, why don't I just why don't I just do the intro to Weed the Gamer Cast? Like, it's the one thing where I get to talk to you guys directly and have not have Bobby interrupt me every two seconds. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Bobby. I love you. Um, and we, and uh, the Xbox Drive is a half an hour to 40 minute show. So there's no there's no time for that. But this that's what this is for. This is a very personal show. And I've done I joked about it a little while ago when Johnny Casino launched uh, relaunched Radio is Lame, where it's like, holy crap, man, he's on to something there. And um it really made me evaluate and think about and self-reflect on on this show and what is this? Like it started – I'm feeling with my hair a little bit. Stop with the hair, Sean. Really reflect on the show. What is it? What is – what do I want out of it? What stories do I want to tell? Are there more stories to be told and to discover and what do I – 
care about asking. Like, it's not even just that I want to make a show that people can listen to that, um, that they'll enjoy. Of course, that's what I want, but I think that that would be short lived if I'm not making a show that I would want to listen to, which I'm inspired by. Uh, Scott C. Jones with Heavily Pixelated, he created a show that he wanted to listen to. And I create the show in the same, in the same light. And for many of you who have been with me for a long, long time have watched the show change and morph and evolve over the years. And I do feel like every once in a while, every, before every one of the, those uh, metamorphoses happens, Something like this, something like the last couple of weeks has happened where I feel just a little bit off. I feel like something's not quite right. Like I'm fighting myself a little bit. And, um, and then I don't even know somebody shows up. Some, maybe it's a conversation I have, or maybe I just get a couple of good nights rest, or I think about something and have a bit of a brainstorm. And the show comes out the other side better. And I, I truly feel that we're on episode 174 here. We've done so many, I've had so many conversations. Oh my goodness gracious. Lincoln is awake. I'm going to finish this and he is wailing. Oh man. Okay. So I guess I'm going to cut this short a little bit. I'm trying to do this in the middle of nap time. And I was like kind of cheering that, that he was good. Okay. So I've been feeling off. I know that this is temporary, but I want to like kind of just communicate and just hear, I guess, me hear myself say it. Maybe for here, it's important for you guys to hear me say it as well. But sometimes when, um, I'll, I'll speak for myself as a content creator, sometimes I feel like at any moment this could all fall apart. Every, like everybody goes away. Everybody leaves Patreon. Everybody just like stops listening, stops providing feedback and all of those things. And of course, that's a possibility. You don't have to be here forever. I know that there's tons of new stuff happening all the time. Um, but knowing that is a, an, a reality, a, an outcome that could happen, my brain kind of goes towards why don't I just do it myself? Like, why would I wait for the eventuality? Like, sometimes it would be better if I just acted on my own accord, ended things on my own, the show, by the way. Um, and that's kind of where my mind goes, but that's not where I'm at. But it, like, the mind kind of brings that up every once in a while. Like, if you're stressed about everything kind of going away one day or you're not feeling quite right about it. And because of that, people will go away. Um, then why not just end it? So that's kind of where I've been at. And, and the result of that, I feel like is like, I'm, I'm making podcasts and I feel like I'm brand new at it. Like I'm not like, I haven't been doing this for three years. Is it three or four? I don't know. A little over three years, I think. And like, that's, I don't know. It's a weird feeling to have been doing it for so long, have had measurable, I don't know, the word success is weird, but like, like the Patreon's doing great. People are making their shows better all the time. The Nintendo Shack is, they've got their own feeds. Like we can demonstrate that we like that, that I've made an impact on people's lives. And yet still you're kind of like, what is it? You know? So it's just, I don't know. I'm going kind of going through that kind of crap with this show. I'm, I haven't had my conversation with Brock yet. Brock McLaughlin from Brockstar Gaming and Game Moves podcast. One of my favorite human beings on the planet. He has opened a thousand doors for me. He never had to do any of it. And so I'm so grateful for him. Uh, we're going to talk about some, some pretty heavy stuff. I think that's what I plan on doing anyway. So if we go off somewhere else, then like, this is going to be awkward. Um, but Brock is one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, uh, particularly in Canada. So watch out for our Canadian accents, guys, to to explode. And they just, we sort of like bring it out of each other, I think. Um, so I just wanted to... I just want to thank you guys for sticking with me through this. I don't know if some of you have noticed that it's been, the show has been a little bit off or that I've been off. And if you have, um, and you're still, still here, thank you so much. It absolutely means the world to me. I will be, I will be pushing through this. I promise. It's something that even as I say this, even as I talk about this, 
I feel like it's helping. Brock and I are going to have a great conversation. And I want to give a couple shout outs to uh, Bobby, the Nintendo guru. His vlogs completely inspire me. He's taking his stuff to the next level. Johnny Casino, Radio is Lame. Absolutely top-notch stuff, man. I am so proud and impressed that you have found something so so great and that people are connecting with and is so focused. And I think that's probably the best thing about it for Johnny is that this thing this thing is focused, man. There you're not you're not um you're not scrambling anymore to find the thing. You found the thing, man. So like hold on to it because it is great and people love it. Okay, Beast, every time I listen to you guys, I'm inspired. And of course, uh Nintendo Shack. The number one <laughs> Nintendo podcast on the internet. Guys, please go listen to the Nintendo Shack. If you even like Nintendo, even just a little bit, even if you liked it back in the day. By the way, look at this little NES controller I got for the NES Classic. I never thought I'd get one of those. Um, even if you just maybe once upon a time you like Nintendo, go listen to Nintendo Shack because it is unadulterated. Unadulterated? It's weird. Is that the word? They really like Nintendo and they're, they're unapologetic about it. They love Nintendo. Uh, Donnie Caro and Jason, Jason Lacey, please go subscribe to that. Share it with your friends. Rate it on iTunes. It is incredible. Um, I've rambled on, uh, and Lincoln is still wailing, but, uh, good thing. You guys want to hear it? Should, should you guys want to hear what life is like right now? That's, that's, that's life. So he slept for a grand total of, maybe 20 minutes in between me rambling on about this and getting it all set up for the record. So why don't we just get right into it? Uh, episode 174 of We The Gamer Cast starts with Brock McLaughlin. You can find him at Brock McLaughlin. It's like Brock McLaughlin. Uh, find him on Game Moose Podcast. Subscribe to that. And also at BrockStarGaming.com. Here he is, Brock McLaughlin. Yeah, my glorious mustache. I was, well, I gave you a shout out on last week's show and I was like, cause, cause you shut off the social media and I want to get to that in a little bit. I want to talk, I want to start a little lighter first. First of all, okay. how, what can we expect out of this mustache? People should be watching uh, the video to see the mustache. Uh, it, I am actually growing it out for a role in a video that I'm shooting next week. And that's get out the of here. reason it's here. And I think it's hilarious and women either love it or hate it. But I like all weekend I went to the bar and I was like, hey, hey I must ask you a question. Come on. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I did. And then I got laughs. And then I'd be like, can I get you a drink? And they'd be like, oh, like, all righty, let's do this. Wow. Good line, ma'am. Yeah, good I mean, fucking line. I like that you have lines. I, would, I never even, I never had lines. Like Chelsea had to like hunt me down basically and be like, no, seriously, like this is happening. I'm like, okay, I guess I've had a long time enough to. Think about this. There's no lines that happen with me. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna wear, the, if I'm gonna use a mustache, I'm, uh, I'm gonna use mm. it to my full advantage. You know? Can you, can you talk about the video? What's the video? What's the role? I don't know. If I, I can. W- it's, oh, okay. it, it's a video that's gonna come out in the new year. So like down the that's line sweet. for something exciting. It's for a game. Like it's for yeah. a game related. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty funny. Yes, well, funny thing is, I, uh, so I get to wear a very silk shirt. Oh, my mind is mm. my mind is going a million miles an hour. What this could possibly be? As just so you know, uh, and it's not a seventies porno. It is not a seventies. Okay. I just want to put that out there. I, know I wasn't I'm going there. Very 70s. I was I wasn't going there. But okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a couple things before we get into some some hopefully maybe some serious stuff. I have a couple things that we can connect on. I got the V neck going on. Got a little bit okay, the chest cool, hair going. Cool. I think that that's something we can both kind of just. Yours is yours is just My like is there actually separation the between your your beard and you got good separation between the beard and the. 
the, oh, the yeah, chest you gotta, hair. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta trim that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. That's just a grooming tip. I mean, you probably didn't expect to listen to the show and learn some grooming tips, but there you go. You just, your you chest never hair know what can't grow into your here. neck beard. Exactly. You know? The neared? The neared. It's the neck beard. The neared. That is a horrible look. Yeah. But just so you know, I've already picked out the thumbnail for this week's episode, and it's uh, Joseph Seed. And I can't remember. I seem to remember you putting... Remember Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5? He's got the glasses. Uh, yes. I feel yeah. like it's very yeah. you. I don't know why. It's just this... It. It is. Good-looking uh, guy who's capable of, like, great he believes in everything. He's capable of accomplishing <laughs> things that most people aren't. That's Brock McLaughlin. How could I choose anybody Convincing else? Convincing people that join a cult that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I feel like you have that in you, actually. I, I do, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I get that there, feeling. There's a story for another time, you know? Well, that's what this that's what the show's all about, man. Have you ever oh, been part of a right. cult? Have you ever have you ever had like kind of breezes with a little bit of a cult or something that might I had a like a little little breeze with a thing called it was called Choose Yourself. It was really weird. It was based on this text by James Altucher. And uh we got together every week and I led these people in helping them choose their self in life. What it does was that very mean, cult-esque. choose yourself? So you have to choose your best life, you know, doing things just for you, not for other people. And that they sounds come actually and really good. How do I join? <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped doing that after about a year. It was really weird. Uh, why did a you book stop? Called choose yourself. You can pick up because I felt weird doing it, and I, yeah. I, I have, you know, I get tired of things very quickly, and then I give up mm-hmm. and move on to something new. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, well, I don't give up. I transcend it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much time and life is too short for you to spend too much time on on really anything. And for people who maybe this is the first time listening to you on the show, you've been on the show, I think, three or four times. And one of the first things that we talked about. Yeah, exactly. This is our annual this is our annual check in. And we've been able to see we've been able to touch each other in person, which I which I really love. And you're in a new place now. You've moved since the last time that we did. We did the show. Uh, Yes, I have. Uh, I'm in my own humble abode right now. Sorry, my Alexa just went off, and I'm very confused what she wanted. I wonder she's just she, you're not paying enough attention to her. At what point does Alexa become self aware and like I, guilts I, all the guys into like paying more attention to her? I'm only creeped out because I'm sure she's in unin- like I unplugged her, so I'm very confused why she's talking to me right now. Please, you know she's mad. We could be in for like the best episode of We the Gamer Cast ever, as like all the like electronics start to come to life, and and this is where Skynet goes self becomes self aware. It's actually through be, through Alexa. That would be terrifying. I mean, for you, it would be entertaining for me in the audience. Like I'm a very right, safe yeah. distance from all of this. <laughs> I would, <laughs> but I would That's probably want to. I would have to break my rule of putting this out on Monday because uh, I would want the world the world to know as soon as possible that this thing is happening and it would also be great for clicks let everybody I mean, know it's all about it's all Brock's about dead clickbait, now right he's dead he's killed by his electronics in his in his house but how much okay it's so all that about is, clickbait the weird thing brock is that that kind of like segues into something that i wanted to talk to you about um i don't know if this is something that caused you to take a, a little bit of a break from social media but my phone when i updated it it started telling me how much time i spend on it like there's a screen time report thing and how many times i, I pick it up just, and look at it I just got that notification for the first time today. Yeah. That's, that's it's terrifying. creepy as all hell, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me find my phone. Okay. Well, I, it's, if only I could fill space. If only there is a way for me to practice every single week of filling space. Literally, uh, we're on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the iPhone that we're talking about. And all of a sudden, I feel like I've, I've got like a parent looking after me again because it's like, have you thought about your screen time? 
And I've always thought about screen times for kids. Like, it's probably a bad thing to be in front of a screen or looking at a screen for kids. But it's probably important for adults to maybe keep that in check as well. But I'm not sure what to think about this. It's weird. I talk about this with my therapist a lot as I spend too much time on the screen. So she's been yeah. trying to get me to cut back on it. What's the app called? How do I find this? I don't know. It's it's um it's always showed up Where as a notification. Lie? Where did I, I so now I can like record my screen? I don't know, man. Apparently like and everybody we should all everybody should share their numbers <laughs> in the in the comments or the Discord. Um and I don't know if last year or last week was was weird because I was on a plane a lot and just kind of like scrolling through some stuff, playing some apps. But I averaged like three hours a day on my phone. Like that's that's a lot, man. That's a giant percentage of my day. That's, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, I think that's a problem. I hate that it keeps track of your notifications. Like I had 715 messenger messages. Like that's yeah. too many messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Discord's Stop like talking to me, people. 2000 <laughs> notifications on Discord last week. Yeah, that's, like, that's too much. This is why I can't keep up with Discord. This is why I join Discords and I leave them so quickly. I don't know how mm-hmm. you guys do it. There's just too much conversation all the time. It's tough. And I, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about is like, how much can you be present <laughs> in those certain in situations? Like, like I, I consider you a very close friend. I We talk about all sorts of different things. But the amount of time and energy that we can like actually set aside that would actually correlate with the how I value the friendship. It doesn't align. Like, it's very strange because I think you're amazing, but I'm like, I can spend maybe a couple minutes a day conversing with Brock, maybe through Twitter or whatever. And it's like, that doesn't, like, I'm having a hard time reconciling that. I that's, think that's, that's enough time. If you play yeah. Fortnite with me, we talk all the time. That's enough time. I want to play Rocket League with you, Brock. <laughs> I, I, I play Rocket League. I'm surprisingly not bad at Rocket League. That's one Rocket game I'm not time. horrible at. I'm also really mm-hmm. good at walking simulators. <laughs> yeah, the multiplayer walking experience. They should have those. <laughs> they should have, I guess Journey is essentially that, but in sort of a weird I, way. Chirp, chirp, come of. over here, I think. That's what I, I hear. Just, I just played through Transference this morning, which Ooh. is a walking sim by Elijah mm-hmm. Wood that they've been teasing at E3 for like three years now. It was, uh, it was short, but it was yeah. surprisingly good. I really liked it. I haven't played it a walking really sim neat. in a time because I got really tired of them. This was I thought fun. I was done with them. I thought I was for sure done with them until um, the vanishing of Ethan Carter came out. And then also a similar yeah. time. Um, crap, I always get the names mixed up. Who the heck was that? Uh, it's a big house and you go through the different... That doesn't describe oh, it at gone all home. because that's gone home, but it's not gone home. The other one. Oh man, somebody else is going to have to help. It's a weird looking house. It's got like different parts where you become an eagle in part of it and you become a monster. Oh, uh, I didn't like that one. Edith Finch, Edith hell? Finch. Whatever Edith happens Finch. to Edith yeah, Finch. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got there eventually. Nope. I did like Edith Finch. Never mind. I'm a liar. I did like that one. I like both of them. I don't know. They I thought it was done. One. They all blend into the same thing. Too many E names. Walking simulators with an E, Edith Finch and Ethan Carter and all these. Yeah, it's weird. So yeah. how is, let's talk about 2018 a little bit here. Um, I want to talk about like the the games that have come out. How do you think of what do you think of 2018 so far, man? Have you been keeping up? Have you been playing all the games? Is this a good year? Like what do you think? I've been playing pretty much everything. There's not many things yeah, I missed. Like God of War is incredible. Spider-Man was okay. I think it's still very highly overrated. You think so? Uh, I think it's very overrated. Um Red Dead's about to come out, so I'm excited oh for that obviously, like everyone else. Uh, I feel like September had a big game. Oh, Assassin's Creed has been mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else is really captured my interest. Those are the three that kind of stand out. The main three, right? Mm-hmm. Detroit was okay. Oh, I, thought, I never did get to yeah. that. See, all these I missed. I can't believe you haven't played Detroit. I want to. I think I'm going to pick it up on, it seems like a Black Friday game for me. Right. Like, I'm already seeing it come, kind of come down in, in price, and if I can spend a little bit of time over Christmas, maybe I might. Maybe I might. It just didn't jump out at me as, like, I need to play this right now. And God of War had come out just before that, and I still haven't finished it. Yep. So. I've been playing well, Fortnite a lot, and that's been that's been good for me. Um, yeah, like, I don't even know where my Switch is. I haven't touched my Switch in ever. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong was cool, but I already had that on the Wii U, right? Like, it wasn't that different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty much Dang, it. I haven't man. played any big indie games. Like, I haven't played any, whatchamacallit, from last year. Uh, oh, man. No, the the cute cartoon run with the animals, but it dealt with depression and suicide. Uh, Night in the Woods. Like, there hasn't been anything like that for me this year. Mm-hmm. Celeste was good at the beginning of the year, kind of a similar. Oh, Celeste kind was of... incredible. Celeste okay, was very Celeste good. Was incredible. I think January is hard to remember. It's so long ago. January, like with uh, I think Celeste came out, and then it was it February where Far Cry Five or maybe even March, like Far Cry Five came out. I, I did not like Far Cry Five. Oh, I didn't finish it. That's the caveat. Is that I'm on, I think I'm on the third area, and I so yeah. I just kind of like played it enough to feel like I, I love it. And I'm probably in the same situation with Assassin's Creed. I'll probably put in twenty or thirty hours, get fifteen percent of the way through the game, and then kind of, kind of have it. But I kind of have a bit of a crush. It's on really good. Sandra. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, it's is, a fun, it, is it possible to be game. Like, oh. in, the, in the game of the year kind of conversation? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Good. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Uh, what about Forza for you? Oh, okay. Can I? Can we talk real talk about Forza? For yeah, a second? we can. Because I should, I should talk about talk. this. <laughs> we'll have real talk about Forza. Um. <laughs> I haven't had really like a, a a chance to really talk about this in a in a way because we we sort of have to keep uh, the Xbox Drive to about a half an hour, right? And and Forza came out a couple weeks ago, and everybody's loving it. Here's the thing: I think it's now been out for long enough for us to kind of talk about the fact that it's not as good as Forza Three. I think my final it's... verdict is that it's not as good as Horizon Three, but it's still great. And I, what I the thing is, this for so many people is their first. Forza Horizon or even Forza Game period. So I don't want to like poo-poo it. I don't want to go like, yeah, it's great, but the last one was way better in case people are kind of like getting into the groove and they're really enjoying it. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you like this one, go back. The last one will be cheaper now because it is, I think, one of the best games, best racing game of the generation. That's pretty much how my review ended up. I was like, it's a cool game. But they really didn't bring any new innovation to the table other than some changing seasons. Other than that, it's not any different. Mm-hmm. There's a few more roads. There's, a, like, more cars. But I don't like the location at all compared to yeah. Forza Horizon 3. Yeah, and Forza here. Horizon 3 they just felt a lot funner. Uh, I don't like the characters in Horizon 4. They're goddamn annoying. The soundtracks are bad. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things I don't like, and it's just things that carried over from three I didn't like, and I mm. feel like that's probably going forward how we're gonna see Forza Horizon. It's not gonna change that much, which is a shame. I wish they just added a bit more. I love the stunt mode thing in yep. four. That's fine. I wish I wish the Horizon Life kind of like it doesn't seem to really mean anything other than like filling those lines to go like from level one to level ten to whatever yeah. for the stunt drivers and all the different categories of races. Like it seems like it's good, but it doesn't lead to anything. And I just don't know why they kind of abandoned. You're responsible for building out the 
the horizon event. Like I love that. Like go to surfers paradise or go to the outback. And like, you had to level up so that the actual, um, festival expanded. I thought that was genius. I felt really responsible for the growth and, and how that world lived. And this one's just kind of like the things pop up. So I don't know. I have some problems with it, but I, I'm glad everybody seems to be liking it. This seems to be the one that everybody has jumped onto because of game pass. I'm curious to see. I honestly think motorbikes are coming. Oh yeah, totally. You, you guys nailed they it. Have, on, on game they have to be coming. Like the DLC mm-hmm. has to include motorbikes. They're in the game already. Mm-hmm. I, you just can't use them. And it seems like there's things set up for the motorbikes when you're racing around. Big time. You can't it, drive through things or drive over things with your car. And it's like, why is this mini jump here? It would be great because the, the strength that Horizon I think has is making things uh, that people wouldn't normally play makes them accessible and fun and exciting. So uh, mm-hmm. realistic-ish racing. Or driving all these different types of cars is is fun and, and exciting, um, but most people there are dirt racing or or um, uh, like motorbikes in other games. There's uh, MotoGP, not a fun game, but so people nope, will never nope. experience like how good that could or should be. So yeah, let Horizon take care of that business. Let's I think do it. so. Mm-hmm. Get, so yeah, man. I don't know. That's it's good, but I think I might be moving on to to. Uh, to Assassin's Creed. Call of Duty, honestly, has a lot of people playing it over this weekend, and I'm kind of intrigued, but $80 I... for a multiplayer-only game? You were playing I, it last night, weren't some... you? I was. I got hyped up, and I was like, I'm going to review this, and then I started playing it, and I got extremely bored very fast. Zombies, I really? don't understand. Yeah, same. Uh, there's a, I guess there's a lot of Easter eggs for fans that have played Zombies for the last 10 years. I sure. don't get it. Mm-hmm. I tried the battle royale mode. I was so bored. The map is so big. The circle moves so small. It was incredibly boring. It was not oh, no. Fortnite. And then I try. Oh. I did some multiplayer. And there's heist missions that are a lot like Counter Strike, which were fun. And I was enjoying myself doing that. But again, unless you're playing against people your level, like you're just gonna die immediately, and it's mm-hmm. not very fun. Mm-hmm. And I, there's not how much. Do, where were to the, the visuals like? What were the? I was looking at uh, the battle royale on. Was uh, I was watching. As fuck, man! It doesn't look that good, man. What the heck? It doesn't look good. It's so janky. There's so much glitching going on. Oh no! And it's just not that impressive, especially coming from Forza and Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. It's not the most impressive game in the world. This feels like a very light game, but people yeah. are loving it because people love Call of Duty. <laughs> but it is very Until they light hate it. on content, and not having a single player is really weird. Yeah, I'm one and of those people who really elements. like the single player. Yeah, that's weird. There's single player, there's story missions, kind of mm-hmm. in multiplayer. You like have cutscenes and stuff. It looks like I don't know they got cut and they're from the single player game. I don't know. It's weird. They should have had single player. It'd be really interesting to have somebody go in and ask some probing questions about the development of this game because it does like. Battle Royale hasn't really been around that long. Like the PUBG explosion happened essentially last year. So when they when they talked mm. about how Black Ops 4 is not going to have a single player campaign because it's not going to be ready, at first I was like, how is that possible? These guys are on a three year dev cycle. But then I start to think yeah. about they just got derailed. They just kind of went from stop doing the the single player campaign and start working on this Battle Royale thing. They maybe oh, had like sure. a year and a half to kind of do that. Maybe then for I, sure. Yeah. You would have well, you would have like probably forecasted that Battle Royale is gonna be big like that. So they probably started working on that probably a year and a half ago, maybe. And then to be just honest, had to sh- push it together real fast. 
I feel like I feel a little weird about, and I've been encouraged by a lot of people to, to go out and buy it because everybody's playing it. So that's don't, kind of the key. I know, but like, uh but it, it's oh, eighty. It also feels so much like Titanfall too, man. Oh, and I love Titanfall. There's like too. It's already have it, I guess. There's sliding and there's hooks and stuff. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot they've ripped off of Titanfall too. Mm-hmm. Dang it, man. Well, that's that. That's a a story history between Call of Duty and the Titanfall crew, I think, which is interesting. But I. It's a it's a full price game for essentially yep. battle royale, which I could play for free in Fortnite, or I could play for well, I already have PUBG, so it's just weird. I've just kind of like I don't know, man. I've got a lot of other things on the go. So do you see do you see yourself playing a lot of Call of Duty over the next? I probably bit? will like, never pick it up again. Really, you're yeah, really good I at don't. that. You're you're really good at just like I've made my decision. I'm moving on, yeah. and I'm <laughs> never looking back ever again. Like do you ever like I don't know. I never really get a chance to ask you about that, but you, you seem always confident in, I never want to play that again. Do you ever have regrets of like making that decision maybe prematurely? No, I uninstall it. Uh, the only thing, the only time I ever made that mistake was with Fortnite. It took me a long time to get into that, mm. but my God, mm-hmm. I was, it was worth it. But everything else, like I'm going to uninstall Call of Duty now. It's too big of a file. Yeah. I don't need it on there. I have no yeah. interest. I should have known this going in though. I don't like Call of Duty games. I told myself I would not like this Call of Duty game. And I was right. This is not a mm-hmm. game for me. That's a sad a realization. Game for a lot of people. I think a lot of people have longtime friends they've made on Call of Duty, right? And this kind of brings yeah. me back. It's like, oh, we get to get together again and play a game we grew up on and stuff. And that's mm-hmm. cool for some people. I have no nostalgia with Call of Duty. Well, you got it. You squeeze it in there before Red Dead comes out and all the. Uh, what else is after Red Dead? I feel like there's got to be some more stuff. Smash is coming out at the end of the month, but we're probably not going to be. We're not hyped yeah. about <laughs> smashes. No, what do we play like three matches uh, together? It's like okay. Yeah, I'll be I'll be okay. Not on Smash. Um, uh, we're making enemies here, man. People are gonna be real mad at us. The most like popular. Fine, how many know? How many other like hugely popular things should we take shots at today? I don't love Fortnite, so there's that. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Uh, or are you gonna do I'm waiting for go? Kingdom Hearts three to come out, man. That's gonna be yeah, my big that. one. Uh, mm-hmm. what else is coming out? I'm trying to think. I know. I feel like I, I well, know. Luke always brings it up on on uh, the Xbox Drive. He's got the whole he's got the whole list. Um, but I want to ask you, kind of as we reflect about 2018 with games, like how has it been outside of games? How like is 2018? I don't know. We start to come to the end of the year here. We're mid October as we're chatting. Um, Christmas is going to be here before we know it. There will be the New Year. It'll be like we're going to be starting to make our whole New Year's resolutions all over again. So how as things start to wrap up, like how is how has the year gone for you personally, professionally, and all that stuff? Uh, it's been a year, man. Yeah. It's been yeah. a, it's been a. Oh, Fallout seventy six. That's coming out. Oh yeah, I'm sure your wife is excited. I have a pre order for her. Oh, she doesn't listen to the show. Kick. I know. It might be, a, <laughs> might be a push present. It'd be like. Oh, and don't forget, Leisure Suit Larry is coming out too. I did I mean, forget. Thank you for telling who me. Who doesn't yes. want a new Leisure Suit Larry? At mm-hmm. Spyro for people that like torturing themselves in bad games. Yeah, that's so boring. Oops. It's so boring. Mm-hmm. But no, it's been... I tried to avoid the question there for I know. a second. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a weird year. I mean, yeah. everything was going well. Uh, and then I kind of took a took a back seat to the gaming. I just didn't feel like writing anymore. I went to E3 this year for the first time. Didn't really love my experience there. Yeah. Yeah. I left early. I was not feeling it. I didn't like a lot of what I was seeing and I mm-hmm. didn't like the whole experience and I 
kind of backed out and I just went about living my life and, you know, stayed on social but didn't write and didn't feel like writing and maybe it was the hot weather and I was in a new relationship and uh, I just didn't feel up to it. And then I got hit with uh, depression and uh, some other shit related to a lot of like my past history catching up to me that I was trying to run from and avoid and that hit me hard and I left social and I went kind of silent on the world and started therapy intense therapy well I was in therapy already they switched me to a more intense therapy and I had to figure out myself and what I wanted to do and if Mm -hmm. I wanted to do gaming or if I wanted to do anything uh and I sat in this very room a long time and didn't want to think about that. And I played a lot of Fortnite and Fortnite kind of saved me. And Fortnite was the first video game I got lost in again. And I actually enjoyed playing and it made me feel less alone. And I got to talk to a lot of cool people at night and we just got to chill out and I couldn't sleep because of the insomnia. And that was fun. So I just stay up all night playing Fortnite and then going to work and then rushing home to play more Fortnite because uh, that was my life cycle for a while. And mm-hmm. then I finally got better or well enough to start rethinking what I wanted to do. And I started writing again, uh, thanks to my therapist. And she got me writing about games or personal experiences. Sorry, she got me writing about personal experiences. And I started writing about my personal experiences and started tying them into my gaming life and why I find gaming so important and why gaming kind of got me through uh, when I first started signs, showing signs of depression like years ago, I just got I went and bought a modded Xbox 360 and I started playing that and playing a ton of games and just getting lost in that world. And this is, yeah, and, and it's helped me a lot. It's a good distraction, but it, it's a distraction I can I use to my advantage because then I can write about it and my struggles and how the game, how I see myself in the game and how it's helped me in the real world. Like I've written about Forza and how it distracts me through music and Assassin's Creed and how it helped me stop drinking and uh, what else? I have a... I, are you, I've been are sitting you like on a, flat out not drinking at all or like just taking like maybe you're just watching uh, it? No, I'm taking it in. I'm I'm taking it back. Like yeah. it, I, it was too much. And yeah. when you fall down a rabbit hole and you go dark, it go into this dark place you need to you want to you feel the need to numb yourself all the time Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to deal with my emotions i was going through so i numbed the pain somehow Mm -hmm. and i found any which way i could and drinking was an easy accessible way and i didn't think in the moment that i was doing anything wrong so i was like oh i'm out being social if i wasn't being social i'd just be sad at home well and and the social part is the the reinforcement it's like well i'm i'm out and about i'm with friends and i'm laughing i'm having a good time like how could this Mm -hmm. how could this be bad and i asked about uh whether or not you want like kind of cold turkey or not because i actually went two and a half years without having a single drop like not a beer not a sip no nothing and it was less about like my own struggles at the time but more about a friend of mine who felt he was suffering from depression from high school from when i knew him and then he ultimately he parked himself in his garage and opened the windows and let the car run and he went to sleep and he always had a drinking problem he always had a but you never really think of it like he was always he was very much like a functioning alcoholic i I guess you could say yeah um always worrisome. it is scary and i was like it it sucks mm mm-hmm and so i i connected with that big time of like it's so easy to hide it to hide what the the real problem is so i was like 
I don't want to even if because I, I knew I was I, there was something there, but I hadn't really like gotten to like my lowest low at that point. But I'm like, I don't even want to try and encourage that because it's not, mm-hmm. it's almost like alcohol kind of like fuels it, even though you think it's a coping mechanism. It just fuels and and you get down into that hole. So I was just like, I want to wait for if I just see if I could do it. And two and a half mm-hmm. years was was great, man. It just I I got to have a different and better relationship with alcohol and with like socializing and being out and about. So, and now it's just like, you can just be responsible about it, which sounds boring as hell because like, who doesn't love a good cake stand or shotgun <laughs> and a couple of beers? Like it's good times, man. Like you have fun with it, but there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a limit. So I'm happy that, I mean, it, 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 I, I don't, I'm not happy that the, the low point of the journey happened to you, but it does seem like you've identified like the pain points a little bit. I needed the low point of the journey to happen though. Yeah. It was a long time coming and I was running from it for so long and it sucks in the way it happened. I wish I was more prepared, but I mean, who's <laughs> ever prepared for something like that, right? Yeah. You just have to deal with it. And my family has a long history of alcoholism um, from my mother to my father to their parents to my aunts, my uncles. There's a lot of drinking in my family and I've seen like family members die from over drinking and, you know, and what comes with drinking. Yeah. And I've always had to be very self-aware of that and scared of that. And then sometimes I'll let myself go and I'll just drink and mm-hmm. it's uh, and i like being social and i was never held accountable for my actions when i drank i could get away with it because i was functioning and it would be okay for me to do you know things and no one would hold me to that standard and no one is now and but i need to hold myself to that standard and by writing about it and by talking about it now puts me on a line that i'm gonna stay in and stay straight on the course now because i need to hold myself out to that you know for what i've been doing I think it's really neat because it's like this, it's, it hits so many boxes for you, at least. And what I'm observing is the whole, like it gets you back writing, being creative and having that outlet always positive. It makes your, mm-hmm. what you're creating unique because nobody's doing this. Like your review of, um, the horseman, Bojack horseman, oh, Bojack. Bojack horseman. Yeah, man, I think, was, was that the first that one, one that you did? That took a long time to write. Yeah. That, that took a long time to write. And I wasn't used to doing that because usually I just wrote and I was like, okay, it's done. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. But this one, I was like, fuck, I went over and over and over again. And I was terrified to put it out there because I exposed so much of myself and I was vulnerable and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not used to being vulnerable. Like it's a very different side of me. Uh, most everyone knows I usually just joke around and yep. like, everything's like half-assed and funny uh where this is very serious and it's a new character build for me well part of it like so was it the last time you were on the show you had just started doing stand-up comedy so like it's not like yeah. it's not like facing your fears is something that is new for you you're always doing no. something new and i think that you, you're you're very quick at it like i'm i'm very slow if something's brand new to me i'm like okay give me a couple of years and maybe i'll be able to like figure this out but like you pick up something new and I think that's like it comes from you moving a lot when you were younger to just you kind of carried it through. You pick things up so quickly and maybe the mental health aspect is is part of that is it. I think it's just skill set that you practice over the years. I guess so. It's probably because yeah. I'm high functioning in some degree. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I do pick up things quick. But there's also like another side where I'm all constantly reading and constantly researching and looking these things up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if there's one thing that insomnia is good for, it's you get to stay up and read a lot and learn a lot because there's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a while there, it was I was really trying to sleep. And then you don't know if you're dreaming or you're not or you're awake. It gets very, very weird. So... I've gone back to just kind of reading and staying up as, you know, and meditating. And meditating's really 
helped me a lot. It's powerful, um, man. For any of those who don't meditate, you should really start, even if you don't feel sad. If you're one of those people that wake up happy, who I, you know who you are, you you crazy people, you. You suckers. You should yeah. still meditate. Yeah, you suckers. Yeah. Not you suckers, don't know what you it mother, likes to feel you mother pain. truckers. I was, I was censoring a little bit. <laughs> Um, I heard a trick uh, actually for for people who are like if you're feeling really great you're like man every like life is awesome right now I wake up happy everything's great write yourself a letter congratulating yourself like write yourself a you're awesome letter and keep it with you so that when times get a little rough you pull that letter out and you're like hey man I know things are tough but just so you know you're smart and you're you do great things you've accomplished all these things this year and when you face this challenge you're able to do this and remind yourself of all the things that you're good at and it it sounds like it's coming from somebody else but nobody knows it better than you so i thought that that was kind of a a neat trick what was um i do that in the morning i don't write letters but i tell myself you know you love yourself for the shower and you hearing it out loud is huge your affirmations Mm -hmm. i have seven affirmations and you you know you talk to yourself and i've always talked to myself i'm an only child like I didn't have like anyone around. I literally talked to myself, but I didn't tell myself I loved myself. I didn't tell myself I was proud of me. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I'd shoot the shit pretty much with myself and have full conversations, but not about myself. Yeah. And it feels really good to get that out there and talk about yourself to yourself and tell yourself that you're doing good and mm-hmm. tell yourself what you've accomplished is important and people love you and people listen and you're you're a, you're a spark in the world and stuff like that and i thought it was so cheesy to say that and yeah. then i started doing it and hell it's still cheesy but it feels really good mhm yeah it's cheesy is not a reason not to do it but yeah like you start to i don't know i was i was surprised at how quickly some of those like mental health exercises started to actually work like like when mm. i try to get back in shape it takes me forever if it ever actually even happens like i'll be running forever and i'm trying to eat well and i'm like this is just not working but i try to do a couple like little things i guess it's like if you're and i don't mean to be offensive to anybody up here but if you're large like the first five pounds are kind of easy but as you start to try and lose like the last like 10 or 15 pounds it becomes really really difficult but so maybe that's it with like mental health if i'm just like really damaged i do just a little thing there's low-hanging fruit and then things get a lot a lot better like that the you notice it and you starts that positive reinforcement of i'm gonna keep doing this because i feel better and if i stop doing it i'm gonna feel worse and regress a little bit what was the what was the trigger to either you ask for that intensive like to take the turn from like the therapy you were into the more intense stuff i didn't i didn't make that choice they made it for me yeah so that was predetermined, and then they're like, uh, "Yeah, I, I I work at a company that provides very good benefits and mental health program." So my therapist at the time had talked with my HR department about switching me to a new program. Mm-hmm. So I started that program, I guess seven weeks ago now. Shit, yeah, it's mm-hmm. almost been two months, I think. And I hated her (laughs) i like my old therapist a lot and the first two sessions i did not like and the problem was i was starting over again and she was mainly just listening to me and not giving me advice and it was a (laughs) lot of me just talking to myself and i was confused and i was angry and the third time i came in she's like how do you feel and i was like i don't like you she's like what i was like i don't like you at all you're not working Mm -hmm. and that started a whole thing and we're very much on the same page now, and I realized that I'm not supposed to like her. I like my old therapist because she kind of agreed with me, where this one doesn't. She Interesting. gives me shit, and she holds me accountable for what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. she knows I'm very self-aware. I know, what's, I, I know what I'm doing. I just can't stop myself from 
doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like I love causing myself misery in this pain. And it's just about breathing and taking a step back and really listening to her. And it's been really good. I look at pictures of myself, too, and, like, I see such a difference. Yeah. Not not so much this week. It's been a weird week. It's been a low week again. <laughs> but, like, I thought, it, I thought I it had something to, something to do with the mustache. Like, Maybe it was the mustache. It's probably something to do with the mustache. No, but I looked at myself. I was like, holy shit. Like, I haven't smiled like that since I was a kid. Like, there's something. There's, like, a glimmer of hope there in my eye mm-hmm. where it disappeared for a long time, and I didn't realize that. And one of the big things I've noticed, too, is, just the amount of weight that's lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. I don't feel so tense all the time, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, that That is a reason to go to therapy alone is to get that pressure off your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like actually getting out of bed, like it sounds like uh, you get out of bed on the wrong side or you get up, get up on the wrong side of bed. It feels like you're always getting up on the right side of bed. It just feels like you're, you got a spring in your step and you can, I don't know, just converse with people in a more positive way I, the way that i described it when i was like kind of in my low point um was that i felt like if i was in a room i was sucking energy out even if i wasn't doing anything just by like being in the room i felt like everybody's having a horrible time um people are becoming in a bad mood just because i'm there which is completely irrational it's not doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. at all but it was so palpable that i was just like i don't want to be here it, it almost like translated into a social anxiety of like get me out of this room because i feel like everybody's having a worse time because i'm here which is like, and that's that's pretty dark stuff, man. Like it's not a, it's not a fun feeling. And there's nothing. I don't think that I really did to address that specifically, other than to just figure out what are the things that make me feel good in life. And for me, it was I like exercising. I think that like, like having that high or whatever it is that that um, release I think is is important. I like doing this. I like like so I I kind of had to like force myself to carve out time for those things that were that helped me be better instead of the entire day being lost almost it felt it felt like time was being wasted and i i I act very negatively to lost time if if a day gets gets done and i feel like i haven't accomplished anything that was a bad day for me even if it was fine even if like i should if i told myself today is for resting and if i accomplish that perfect check mark check mark i get i get to feel better like that so I know. Is there anything else other than your like the affirmations and stuff that you've been able to kind of adopt to help things out a little bit here? Meditation has been the big one, and just changing your mindset. Instead of I woke up in the morning, be like, "Here's everything I hate about work," opposed to "Here's some things I actually enjoy about work, and it's not that bad." Yeah, and it's just about flipping that switch from negative to positive and looking Mm -hmm. at the good thing. And I know not everything's good. But if the positives outweigh the negatives, or even if there's some positive, it's a lot better. It's yeah. just a lot more relaxing, and it doesn't make it so bad to go in every day. I want to ask you, you can't escape it, right? You can't escape work. You have to work in this life. You have to pay taxes. You have to go to work. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it goes. And they both, they're great. No one likes paying taxes, but you, you got to, and you got to look at it in a, in a way that, oh, look, it actually helps me, kind of, except if you're in Ontario right now. <laughs> yeah exactly everything's everything's no good I, I, well alberta's right behind you guys to be honest we're in for yeah just shit so um i want to ask you uh something you said right at the start was about going to e3 not enjoying yeah. it and i think it relates to like expectations um i think most things in life if our if like we're dis- disappointment causes a lot of this like darkness and and negative feelings is when you think something great is going to happen and it doesn't and i think it's magnified I, for e3. I, I, I don't ever think like that that's the problem 
that something's going to be great and then it doesn't happen. I think terrible is going to happen. I only expect the worst, and that's something I've been working on changing a lot. Is mm. that's the I go into everything thinking it's going to be terrible. So if anything does good happen, it's like oh cool, which is not good. That's not a good yeah. way to think. So no, my expectations for E three were not high at all. Oh, but just the thought of going and playing demos doesn't excite me. And like playing a game early is okay, cool. Like here's a half an hour of a game that I won't be able to play for another year. And when I get that game, I'm gonna have to replay this. 30 minutes that are probably pretty boring like mm-hmm. they're not going to give you the good stuff right and, and who wants to hear that preview it's like this isn't very good because nobody will no. believe you yeah even though they exactly. haven't played it themselves so yeah it's a exactly. lose-lose situation it's not i don't know i could just watch the same thing on youtube right like mm-hmm. it's not that exciting and standing in line and i was lucky enough to i got front of the line for pretty much everything i wanted to play but still it's a demo um a lot of people, just a lot of negativity in the air, and just mm-hmm. the game scene fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know people are gonna be listening and be like, "Wow, that guy's a dickhead for saying that." But there's just so many people at the top, and like a lot of people, they're going to the front of the line. I was like, "You are bad people. Like you spread hate and negative energy, mm. and you you hate women, and you're some of the biggest streamers we have." And like, I saw Boogie everywhere. That guy is an asshole. Like, I don't want to see that guy anywhere. Uh, and, and just uh, going to parties and, inch, you know, meeting a lot of these people, it was just, they weren't just, uh, everything I wanted. It was, you know, it was, there was a lot of social awkwardness to it and a lot of ego and it just wasn't pleasant. And and it was a very white male dominated place to be. And that's yeah. just how it was. That was pretty much the crowd there was very few women there was very few people of color it was mainly white males Mm -hmm. and you can only talk to you only talk to us for so long before it just gets kind of boring right i mean aside from all the other things of why you might want diversity like you know okay so it's official you're the last white guy i'm ever having on this show uh this is it (laughs) no more no more (laughs) i'm just kidding man no Um, but yeah it's so i don't know it was fun it was fine but again, there wasn't that many big games uh, that weren't coming out in the next few months. Like Spider Man was a huge presence. Now that's come and gone. I mean, God of War was there. Like games we'd already played, games that were coming out soon were there. Yeah. There wasn't anything huge that I mm-hmm. I really wanted to play. Hmm. Or you would you go next year then? Probably not. It Give depends. It, chance, it depends yeah. on what I'm working on. It depends on how I. What I would plan to do with it. Yeah. Because I really didn't write anything about E3 because I got back and it was everything had already been said and I had no interesting angle or nothing different to say. I -hmm. mean, here's what I thought about Ori and the Blind Forest 2. Incredibly hard to just pick up and play because I don't remember how to play Ori and the Blind Forest and it is an extremely hard game. Mm -hmm. The Kingdom Hearts 3 demo was fun. It's very Kingdom Heartsy. Yeah. You know? How are you... Man, I, I'm I'm inspired. I'm always inspired by you, but I'm also inspired by the <laughs> fact that you're writing. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I've, I've been a little vocal lately about, and maybe for various reasons, that I'm like, maybe I'm just not writing anymore. Like, maybe I shouldn't write anymore. But I, like, before we chatted, I had a moment where I just, like, I had a couple things on my mind. And I just, like, I, I filled a page with just, like, stuff. And I'm just like, why don't I do that more often? Like, there's no, there's nothing quite like just you got a couple thoughts and just kind of like articulated in a way like oh man that actually isn't too bad i don't know why i'm not writing too much but brockstar gaming is your home you built that over yeah uh, a number of years and now do you think that it's gonna 
take a different direction or like what are your yeah, what are your thoughts I and have, direction for that? I have two new writers on and which is cool so they're covering a lot for me in the more traditional sense and I'm going to take a backseat and really write about what I feel like like I have a daredevil thing I need to finish but that's been really hard and um again talks about drinking and catholic uh growing up catholic and stuff like that yep catholic guilt catholic guilt yep. man and mm-hmm. being catholic but not really being told i was catholic it was it's strange so i'm working on that still uh and then one of the writers is we paired up for a cbc thing a month ago six weeks ago mm-hmm. for the xbox adaptive controller and um i worked on a little segment with him and it was helping him play with it, one of his best friends he's never been able to play Xbox with because awesome. he didn't have full motion of his hands. So the Xbox Adaptive Controller is the first time he ever could do that with. So he's mm-hmm. going to be writing a bunch of reviews for the site using the Xbox Adaptive Controller. He's working on one for Call of Duty, uh, among other things. His name's Luke Williams. Uh, he's a great writer. He also works at the CBC. So there's some cross uh, cross cross playing there, which is cool. Cross very, very Very 2018. Yeah, uh, I forget what the question was, but yeah, so I'm going to keep on writing. Oh, yeah, it was heartbreaking to hear on the on the site on the podcast. You go on like, man, I haven't written anything in a little while, and I was like, I was kind of half expecting like one day for you to just go like, you know what, the website's not going to be a thing anymore. And I mean, ultimately, like it's your choice, and like that's uh, I I would understand to be honest because I'm right there with you. But I'm like heart, I'm heartened to hear that you're back at it because it's like. I don't know. It's so it's you're good at it first of all, and you are, Thank and you're you. great at engaging other people. I don't know why the hell you do it. Like I still don't really understand, <laughs> like why you're like, hey man, this is this is my friend so and so, and I'm like, why don't you? I don't know. You you don't like silo your uh, the the relationships and partnerships that you've made. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Why the hell do you do that? I like helping people. It gets me off. I mean, for a long time, I was helping other people because I wouldn't help myself, so it made me feel good. But now I can help myself and help others, and that's what I do. And I give a lot of people shit, but I give a lot of people shit that don't deserve that kind of success or don't deserve that kind of love that they get, and they get away with that stuff. But good people, like real good people, help out no problem. Uh, I think we need to help each other. What's, What's the point? I mean, I can sleep a lot easier knowing I helped someone that day. Uh, and it just, it, it feels good and they deserve it. And I think everyone needs that break and everyone needs that opportunity for a little extra help every once in a while. That is like the most genuine thing. I I, I don't have any, I don't have a question that could possibly this like, is weird. end on a better note. It sounds note. so weird that we're having a conversation. I'm being genuine for once. Cause usually I'm just being, well, I'm always trying to pull from mouth. you. I'm always trying to like, okay, cause <laughs> people can go back like over the years and I'm like, there's something here like there's i mean like we used to joke like oh man you look like a handsome conan o'brien because your hair back then was just kind of a little more like that yeah, like, it's doing we would that joke today, it was surface man. level it's, it's so big no it's so good it's just so great oh, but we always something. i don't know we we connected the moment that you came on it i think you were at least, you might have been like my fifth or sixth guest like that those first I, 10 I episodes were so crucial like what are the chances you and bobby in like the first 10 and seamus moles was my first guest i like i couldn't be luckier man um and you've helped me from from the moment that we that we met, and we've now actually met in real life, and we've sat next to each other on a couch. We've mm-hmm. met, yeah, we've met each other a few times in real life. We streamed together in real life. Yeah, yeah, Playing that was Fortnite. fun. We played some yeah. Fortnite. I think I almost ended our friendship that day. He <laughs> <laughs> almost dumped me or something there. Um, but I've always been, I've always been very appreciative for everything that you've you've done for me, and I know you, I'm not the only one. Uh, a lot of people can. Uh, 
reach back into their history with you and and call it a point where their life changed for the better so i thank you for that i know a lot of people thank you for that as well man why don't what now that we're as we close Thanks, things man. out tell everybody where they that, can that makes me feel really you. good though that's what i like to hear and that's what i wasn't realizing i was doing and i wasn't but we, i never thanked myself for that like i never i never cared i was just like oh, okay i did that because we need to be better me, to tell I you that too we all need to be better i need to be better yeah. at telling people like i appreciate you for like this very specific reason, so I appreciate you, man. You're yeah, always man. there. You're, you're touch, a nice touchy, dude, touchy. even though you don't play fucking Fortnite with me. Damn it! I know that's that's the <laughs> thing. That's okay. So that is my life. Like that's my brain. What you just said is my brain, twenty four hours a day. It's like everything's great except for this one thing. You're completely worthless. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I have all these great friendships, but I don't play Fortnite, so like they're all meaningless. Like, go! Oh, I'll, I'll play fours with you, man. I'll play whatever. You never Ford. kick it with me. I need to. Get, I need to tell you to play for the rest of the day. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I know it's just dad. The I want a story based game. I want a short story based game, and I can't get into Tomb Raider. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't like this one. It's neither. a walking simulator, and you press X every few minutes. It's I fucking. What I like the last two so much. I like so shipped I. the like the last one. I was game of the year, man. I mm-hmm. love the last one. This yes. one is so incredibly boring mm-hmm. and ridiculous like the storyline is ridiculous i know i know it's so it's so sad and it it reminds me of deus ex and i was like why don't i like this and it's same team yeah same team as the last deus ex game and it's for me there's a couple things but the skill tree i think is super boring if i look mm-hmm. at a skill tree and i've got all these different options and i'm like i don't want any one of those i don't care if i save up all my skill points i don't even nope. doesn't matter assassin's nope. creed is totally opposite one of the yep. first options is this, is this is Sparta Kick, and you're like, yes, give me that. And the That's next really one is, all you need, that this is Sparta Kick is the best thing in the entire game. It is bad ass. There's, mm-hmm. a, uh, there's a point I won't spoil, but like, it's a huge character in, the, in, in your character's life, and you, can, you get a chance to Sparta kick him off a cliff, and it feels so dope. You can I think spare right him there. or just kick him, and I was like, fucking kick him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about where people can reach out to you, man? Where can people find you and all the, the and the podcast? Oh, here? We didn't get to talk about that very much today, but people know that by now. Uh, but let them know. Yeah, you can find me at brockstargaming.com. There's gonna be right. There's a Starlink review going up tomorrow. I am or today. It'll be today that you're listening to the show. It'll be out today, Monday. The embargo release. And I didn't. Tell me. I was gonna review Starlink. I played enough Starlink to not review it. For oh, really? Reasons. Uh yeah, I I did not what want system? to I have a lot of friends that worked on it and did not want to say anything. Um Fair. So I'll let someone else say something for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're reviewing it on uh the Xbox. I have a Switch version as well. Uh I'll probably just review the toys. Uh, the toys are cool. I have some of them sitting over there. They're cool, they're neat. I I wish the best on this game. That's yeah. all I can say. I love the Toys to Life for still thing. That's really cool. Star Fox is in it for the people that like Star Fox. I don't know why you do. Star Fox has never had a good game. Uh, it's very the final to me. insult of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cap it with some with some positivity in that I think but Ubisoft you can, oh, has two of the, the most fun games this year for me were Far Cry Five and Assassin's Creed. Just like for me, top notch. But I know you didn't love Far Cry Five. So. I didn't. But Transference was cool, and that's Ubisoft, right? Very that cool. was cool. Yeah, very good year. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, Brock McLaughlin, and Instagram if you wanna you wanna find me there. You wanna hit me up See on my mustache. hot my hot photos. Uh, I don't know, man. You can find me on the podcast usually every week. Game Moose. There's a hiatus this week, 
But yeah, you can find me there, and I'm working on two new projects, which is exciting. Uh, one I've done a lot of, and one I've never done, and I will say I'm doing them so I can hold myself accountable to get them finished. <laughs> the vague saying that, it, at least putting it out there as non-specific as you did, it still creates the accountability in your in your. Yeah, center. like one I, I finished it. the first draft of yesterday, and I'm really stoked on it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably smoke a lot of weed later. Because nice. uh, this is the last weekend; it's illegal in Canada. Hilarious! So I'm full advantage. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, once it becomes, it becomes legal, legal on the seventeenth, and yeah. I, I think a big thing about Jordan that we didn't. I smoke a lot of. I smoke a lot of weed. Like I think everyone knows it at this point. Like brands will send me like <laughs> Xbox and stuff. Like hit me up in memes about weed. I'm like, yep, that's fucking me. All right. Uh, well, they, they just but, sent you. Did they? Did they just send you that controller, the greaseless controller? Yeah, and then all the goodies that you have. Yeah, freeze, freeze. Yeah, I posted that in one of the messages yesterday. They're like, "How stone did you get?" And I was like, "Well, a lot. I watched four episodes of some House on Haunted Hill show and don't remember any of it." Oh, I gotta so, check that uh, out. Oh my gosh, I gotta it's catch good. up on it's Netflix. It's really good. Yeah, it was really, yeah. really creepy. Like in terror, like terribly, terrifyingly creepy. I love it. It's right up my alley. Uh but yeah. So yeah, that that uh, it's gonna be a fun week for me. It's gonna be a lot of green. Um. But I, I didn't smoke before getting on the show today, so uh, there's that. But I got, my I eyes got the are really glossy. You can't. It's all blurry anyways because of Skype and everything. So it's all. Everybody should check out on Instagram for for clear clear eyes. Um, here's the thing, man. The last thing I'll say before we cut this off is, uh, as a new baby comes and it becomes tougher and tougher to like carve out time for this, I still want the show to continue on. Um, and I think the way to do that is just to have like friends on. So like it can't be another year before you're back. I want to okay. do a Chris, yeah. a Brock and Sean Help. Christmas special. <laughs> yes. We'll put on our, our best uh, Santa in. Claus outfits. You can you can I be my sexy to, Santa Claus. I don't have to leave my living room to do this. It's so easy for me. Let's yeah, uh, that's let's nice. Do this. Yeah. yeah, it's way better. Yeah, not having to go to Ryan's house and everything like that. Okay, it, it's it's cuffing season. Maybe I'll have settled down by them. I don't know what that means, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you, Brock, for your time, man. This has been (laughs) awesome to chat with you today, dude. I really appreciate it. All right. Here's my muscles. There you go. (laughs) Bye. Yes, yes. That is what We The Gamer Cast is all about. Brock and I, you know, the Canadian accents, I think, weren't too, too bad. A couple outs and oots and all the boots couple couple slip by but that's okay because i thought that was a great conversation so thank you to brock everybody if you would like to go to take to the twitters everybody uh don't don't do the negative stuff that's all on twitter you, you, you can like take a pause on the negativity on twitter go shed some positivity um brock mclaughlin is like brock mclaughlin on twitter go go send him some love little, little hearts tag with the gamer cast Tell me appreciated the conversation today and uh, I because I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out subscribe right now. Go to your, your, your already uh, you got the podcast app open, whatever it is, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, or whatever. Game Moose Podcast. Yes, it's Canadian, but many people would say that that's actually why it's great. Um, but or you could also say in spite of its Canadianness, Game Moose Podcast is such a great time. All those guys know actually a lot about gaming. Uh, and they're hilarious. A couple dick jokes in there for you guys as well, if you like. And be sure to check out BrockstarGaming.com. Support Brock. He supports me. He supports a lot of the things that we do. It was a blast getting to hang out with him in Toronto this past fall. 
and I just have a lot of deep, deep appreciation for Brock. So guys, please share the love. It would be great if you did. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. You can follow the show, We the GamerCast, or the website, We the Nerdy. And if you really like, you can support us at patreon.com slash support, PSVG, Warp Whistle Gaming, Nintendo Nostalgia, and all the things that I do with this here. We the GamerCast is supported by you. The Xbox Drive is supported by you. Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri is supported by you. Feel like there's one more. Oh, if we're in Nintendo. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. If we're in Nintendo, it, it really does help a lot. It means the world to me that you guys do that. Um, feeling better. I recorded that thing that started the show. I recorded that yesterday. I'm recording this today. I'm feeling a little bit better. Good good old heart-to-heart with Brock always helps. And writing things down helps and all the things. I'm going to go to EB Games in a bit, actually. And now that I talked to Brock about not playing Call of Duty, I think I might be going to buy Call of Duty. So we'll see. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm Sean Capri on Xbox, if you guys like. I'm not telling you what my PlayStation name is, but I probably will be changing that soon. So thank thank the Shuhei. I want to thank also Gary Gray and Adam Leonard for drawing the things. I want to thank Antonio Guillen for making the video look great. But otherwise, this is episode 174 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears and your eyeballs. I'm going to be back next week with another guest, probably Canadian guest. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. And I uh, hope you're back next week, all that other stuff. Now it's time for Jason. He's around here somewhere. I think he is anyways. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!